0: John chapter 3 and 4, the apostle gives his readers a series of tests to determine if the faith they profess is genuine faith. And we've examined the first of those tests in the last uh, meditation, the test of righteousness. But John moves on now to the second test of true faith, and that, of course, is the test of love. Now, let's read from 1 John chapter 3, verse 11 to 18 to see what John has to say about this second test of love. 1 John chapter 3, verse 11. For this is the message that we have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's. Righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And no, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love notice as we begin the words of 1 John chapter 3 and verse 10 By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God nor is the one who does not love his brother And so John introduces us here to the second test of true faith the test of love He tells us that we can know the difference between the children of God and the children of the devil in this verse by two things. Whoever, according to John, does not practice righteousness is not of God. And secondly, those who do not love their brothers or sisters are not of God. Now, love is often confused with a warm feeling we get when we're with somebody whose company we enjoy. But that's not what John is telling us here. We're not going to have a warm feeling towards everyone we're expected to love. In fact, I would dare to say that there are people that we're called to love that we don't even really enjoy being with. And so if love is not a warm, happy feeling then what is it? Well John answers this question by pointing us to the Lord Jesus who demonstrates this love perfectly. And so we read in 1 John chapter three and verse 16, these words, by this we know love. In other words, this is how we know what love is. This is the definition of love. By this we know love that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. By this we know, love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. If you want to know what love is, then you need to look to Jesus and his example. And John tells us that the Lord Jesus laid down his life for us. Now consider this in the context of what Paul tells the Romans in Romans chapter five, verses seven and eight, where he says this, for one will scarcely die for a righteous person. So perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows His love for us. and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Paul tells us that the one that it's one thing to lay down one's life for a friend, but the test of true love is found in Jesus laying down his life for those who were His enemies. I didn't even know Christ when he laid down his life for him for me and Paul who writes this statement was was even in a worse situation he was actively persecuting believers in Jesus Christ and may have even been responsible for their deaths at, at, at one point Paul testifies that he actually tried to get believers to blaspheme the name of Jesus Christ and it was for this man Paul that Jesus laid down his life And what is the motivation for this kind of death for Paul? The answer is found in the phrase, God shows his love for us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And Paul, who understood so fully how unworthy he was of that love, tells us that there is no greater experience, no greater expression of love than what Jesus did for him as the enemy to the cross who persecuted those who followed him, who sought to cause people to blaspheme the very name of the one who laid down his life for Paul. True love is not a warm feeling. In fact, true love is not about us at all. John defines love as a laying down of one's life, and genuine love is a willing commitment to sacrifice everything we have for another. By this, we know love, John says, that, we, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. If you are not willing to sacrifice yourself. You don't really love. Notice in verse 16 that John tells his readers that they were to love their brothers and sisters as Christ loved them. They were to lay down their lives for their brothers and their sisters. And so true love is a laying down of one's life, a sacrificing of oneself for another. Now John goes on in verse 17 to give us an example of true love. And so in verse 17 he says this, But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, How does God's love abide in him? And so John gives us an example of a person who has this world's goods and sees a brother in need. How does this individual respond in love toward his brother in need? How does he prove his love to his brother in need? Well, he can speak to this brother and say, Brother, I love you, and I hope everything works out well, and I have this hope for you, and this great feeling inside of me of compassion and pity for you. But that's not what John is telling us here. That's not John's definition of love. True and genuine love, according to John, is defined by sacrifice. Listen again to what he says in verse 17. If anyone has this world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? If you close your heart to your brother in need, you're not demonstrating love. You see, God's love will require sacrifice on your part. Now, remember the story of the widow who came into the temple and put her last two uh, coins in the, in the treasury box? Here was a woman who demonstrates her love by the sacrifice of what she has. She goes home with absolutely nothing. She gives it all, but she shows God how much she loves him by putting those two last coins in that treasury box as a demonstration and proof of her love. And Jesus saw that and was touched beyond all the gifts of the Pharisees and all the gifts of those who came into the temple, this woman truly sacrificed, this woman truly demonstrated love. And the call to love is a call to sacrifice. By this, we know that he laid down love, that he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. We ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Now, not many of us are called to physically die for a brother or sister. But that doesn't mean that we cannot love them. Because there's many ways of laying down our lives. Some of us are going to have to die to our pride to do what's right. Some of us are going to have to give up our time and our resources to minister. Some of us are going to have to lay aside our comforts and and make an effort. If you say you love your brother or sister, then show me what you're ready to sacrifice for them. Notice what John tells his readers in verse 18. Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. It's relatively easy to say to someone, I love you. But John tells us, however, that love is not just about talk and words. That's to say, that's not to say that we shouldn't tell people that we love them, but words are cheap and ultimately mean nothing if they're not backed up with deeds. And so John tells us that the true test of love is not in words and talk, but in what we do and the sacrifices that we are willing to make for one another. And you and I know how easy it is for us to to let this love slide and, and we become comfortable and selfish and And comfort and selfishness and pride are all enemies to true love. Love is not comfortable. It's not easy. It requires sacrifice. It requires hard work. And love is not selfish or, and, and, but willing to die to itself and to its own needs, in order to minister to the needs of another, just as Jesus does for us. In the laying down of his life, in the sacrificing of his time, of his life, so we are to do for our brothers and sisters. John goes on in, in verse 11 to say that this message of sacrificial love is not something that's new. It's a message, he says, this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that you should love one another. That concept of sacrificial love is rooted in creation itself. Consider what happens when Eve was created. When God created woman, he did so by taking a rib from Adam. And for Eve to live, Adam had to make a sacrifice. And through the sacrifice of his rib, Eve was given life. Now, God could have created Eve without that rib, but he didn't. And he demonstrates here the the concept of sacrificial love through the sacrifice of one, life is given to another. Now, John goes on in verse 12 to, to speak, to give us an example of the children of Adam and Eve. And he speaks here about Cain and Abel and the conflict that arose between these two boys that should have loved one another. Listen to what he says. For you should not be like Cain who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Now we know the story of Cain and Abel and how, how out of his selfish jealousy, when God accepted the offering of Abel, Cain uh, attacks his brother and kills him and Cain's true nature is revealed the nature of the flesh is, is revealed in him he could not rejoice in how god accepted his brother's offering he he could not bear to see his brother being accepted when he wasn't accepted he, he couldn't there was no love in his heart for his brother there was no willingness to to put his brother first or only jealousy and envy and anger in his heart now these are the qualities of the flesh and what Cain demonstrates here is the nature of our flesh, the opposite of love, a heart that is selfish and me-centered, a heart that is filled with jealousy, a heart that could not bear to be second. And John warns us about falling into this trap, and this is so much easier to fall into than, than we think we can fall so easily into the evil of Cain a- and selfishness comes all too quickly in our flesh and jealousy is never very far away and taking second place to a brother or sister is not always easy and our personal comfort is, is not always something we want to sacrifice and, and so God calls us to cast aside these efforts of the flesh, these desires of the flesh, and to die to these desires of the flesh. And the call to all believers is a call to love. It's a call to confess these sins in our flesh. It's a call to learn to love in a sacrificial way by putting others' needs before our own. It is a call to be like Christ, willing to sacrifice willing to die for the blessing, to honor, to encourage, to bless a brother in need. Now, John warns us in verse 13 that this kind of love is something that this world is not willing to give, not really even able to understand because you see the flesh like the flesh of Cain is a selfish flesh. And the divorce rates in marriages are very high because people are not willing to sacrifice of themselves for the other. And in large part that has to do with the fact that we're not willing to live sacrificial lives and not willing to love sacrificially. And our flesh craves attention and will be drawn to anyone that gives us attention and satisfies our needs, needs. and to suffer for the sake of love is foreign to this world. And John tells us that the world will hate us for the message that we present. It's a message of sacrificing for, for love's sake, and it's contrary to everything that the flesh understands. It's a concept of surrendering everything to Jesus and dying to ourselves for him that's an affront to our selfish human nature. The idea of serving and giving does not line up with the American dream of becoming wealthy and comfortable and secure. The message of sacrificial love is costly and more than many are willing to pay and so don't be surprised, says John that when you preach this message that the love will hate you because the message you preach and what you stand for is something that the world cannot understand. In a world that is centered upon self, the concept of dying to self is repulsive to them and they will hate you for it. But the true believer is willing to sacrifice and to lay himself down for brothers and sisters. And so John concludes with these words in verses 14 and 15. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not abide in in love, does not love, abides in death. And everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and we know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. And so John tells us that, that we have passed out of death into life. We know that because we love the brothers, not with a warm, fuzzy feeling, but with a sacrificial Christ-like love. And those who cannot love are still in death. And those who hate their brothers do not have eternal life. So what is John telling us here? He's telling us that one of the fruit of the Spirit is love. And when the Spirit of God lives within you, He begins to produce that fruit of love in you. That sacrificial Christ-like love becomes evident in those who belong to Him and in whom the Spirit of God dwells. He's reminding us that that, that we're children of God. We're children of a God who willingly sent His Son to die for us. That's His heart. And he's showing us that the Lord Jesus, as the Son of God, demonstrates his love for us by laying his life down for us. And he's teaching us that God's love is a sacrificial love that that lays itself down sacrificially for the brothers and sisters in need. And ultimately, he's telling us that if we belong to this kind of a God, that his love will be in us too. And we will love as he loves. We will die to ourselves to minister to brothers and sisters in need, and nothing will be too much to give. This kind of love is not natural love. It's not fleshly love. It's a love that must come from the Spirit of God, developed in us, And it's important to note that for John, this kind of love, this God's love, this Christ-like love, is a sign of true and genuine faith. It's a love that reflects the very character of God that is showing through us. And the question we need to ask ourselves is this, what am I willing to sacrifice for my brother or sister? Do I love them in word and talk only? Or do I love them in deed and willing sacrifice? Do you want to know if the faith you profess is true faith? (laughs) Then take this test of love.